and gentlemen, and welcome to the November 12th, 2017 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League, Episode 2 of the 2017-2018 Yeshiva League season. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all all things Yeshiva League. If you had a game this week, let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook and send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's E-L-L-I-O-T W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G You can like the Court Report fan page on Facebook also. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. You can also reach me on Instagram, on Twitter. Handle is YLS Wise Guy. That's YLS W E I S G U Y. And on Instagram, it's NSN Court Report. Because if I don't know about it, we cannot talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry, and the entire gang a call at 718 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. Well, I hope everybody had a great week. Again, our last week was our first episode of the season. Got a lot of great, amazing feedback, a lot of new listeners, a lot of people wanting to know a little more about the show, about what we do. So I'm just going to go into the nitty-gritty. Like we did last week, we ran through uh, a small preview, just giving a list of some of the teams that were in each league. What we do each week is, every this show is on Sunday. So due to the changing nature of the games every Sunday, the way we do things is we work from a Sunday to a Saturday night schedule. So the show is going to recap all that happened from the past Sunday to the Saturday night before each show. The games that happen on Sunday will be part of the next week. We'll preview them as if they haven't happened, just because it's very hard to get all the scores in time, and we'd rather have I would rather have you know the the standings and results as of the end of one complete day instead of giving you a handful of scores from that afternoon and not having the others. It's just so much easier to have one day and say these are the scores as of last night. So I know that there are a couple of hockey games today, there are a couple of basketball games, but everything that we do will end up with the night before, unless we explicitly tell you, unless we say, hey, you know what, we've gotten all the scores for today, and we're going to move forward with it, and we'll give you everything accurate up to the moment. So that's how we really do things here. Last year we ran, sorry, last week, we ran through previews of JV hockey and varsity hockey. We ran through a small preview of basketball, of varsity basketball and JV basketball. So today we're going to go a little more in depth in those. We're going to go over uh, the Cooper tournament that happened for the varsity players. We're going to go over the girls' leagues. We're going to start on the three girls' leagues. We'll do that in just a few minutes. We're going to go through the preview there, and then we're going to take you through those the weeks that were during each of the three leagues. Before we do that, again, I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in last week, tuned in this week. As you know already, the Court Report is the only place to get your full, in-depth, Without anything being left out, nothing left over to the side, not just the, not just the scores, not just the standings, you get everything about 
every game. Everything. There are places where you can find out the score, places you can find out, you know, maybe one or two things that happen. This is the only place, the court report, right here on the Knock'em Seagull Network, every Sunday and Tuesday night, that you're going to get the full 360 in the Yeshiva League. So, again, thank you for tuning in with us. Get your friends to tune in. If you hear your friend's name, let them know that their name was mentioned. Tell them to tune in. Tell, them, tell their friends to tune in. Tell their families to tune in. The more people that listen, the more people that get to enjoy the Yeshiva League sports. And all these kids, they deserve it. They deserve to have their accomplishments listed. And they deserve for people to hear it, too. You work hard on the court. You work hard in practice. These are the fruits of your labor. This is all to celebrate you. So do that. Tell your friends to to like the Instagram page. Tell your friends to like the to like you know to tweet me on Twitter, to friend me on Twitter. This way everybody can know what is happening in the week ahead in the court report. Um, I mentioned we are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Uh, also looking for as we grow, we look for more sponsors, look to make the show a little bigger. Like I said, we get a ton of listeners each and every week. If you're looking to sponsor, if you'd like to hear your name and your company mentioned broadcasted out to the world, and yes, we are global. We are a global show. So you want to have that out there to the world, let them know you are affiliated with the Court Report. Let them know you're affiliated with the Nakam Siegel Network. We have no problems. We want to help you. Help us help you. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, please give me a call. Let me know. Friend me, tweet me, Facebook, uh, send me a message on Facebook, whatever it is. Again, we're also looking for sponsors for the championship games that are going to come at the end of the year. Last year, like I said, 5,000 viewers for each one, not together, not combined, but for each individual. That's 10,000 pairs of eyes on those two ga- on those four games, on those two days. There's a lot that we can do for you. Let us know that you want to be a part of the Court Report and the Nachum Siegel Network family. Um, so a couple of other things this week, a couple of interesting things. Like I said, there are tournaments. Last week we had the Cooper Tournament for Varsity Basketball. This past weekend we had the Glauberman Tournament in, uh, in, out in L.A. for Varsity Basketball as well. Uh, the Cooper Tournament we'll get to in just a little bit. The Glauberman Tournament we'll cover a little more next week. But uh, this is the tournament season for basketball or at least the start of it, and it's great to see that everybody's sort of getting into the flow of things. A couple of other notes, Um, the SAR Sting looking to uh, continue what to this point has been an unbeaten streak in the regular season. I know they're, uh, like, for the Jew- for the Jewish Groups America, they count preseason tournaments as well. For for these purposes, again, for our show, it is, it's more of regular season. That's our, that's our thing. So we push their unbeaten streak. Uh, the question is, did they keep it? Uh, we'll see that as we go through all of the sports that went on this past week. And on a, a bit of a sadder note, uh, the week did not go without a, a couple of postponements. Uh, two games were postponed due to unfortunate passings within the uh, respective communities. Our heart goes out to the Flatbush and the Ramaz communities on their losses, and uh, we we hope that uh, we can only share in simchas in the future. And uh, to their respective bereaved individuals, we. Uh, we pass our we pass on our well wishes and our hopes for better days for those who are in mourning. 
Um, okay, so with that taken care of, let us get to this week's action on the Yeshiva League floor. Uh, we're going to start out with our girls' previews and our girls' recaps for the past uh, two weeks, as it is, of action, as we missed last week. We're going to start out in Girls Varsity A. Again, there are two different leagues for the Girls Varsity. There's the A League and the B League. And again, it's not to say there's any difference in talent. The difference is based on a a Hashkafic line, where in the B League, um, it's more, they're a little more machmer, a little strict, more stringent with their halachos uh, or how they hold it, uh, with how, with the type of uniforms that are worn and the, the, uh, people who can be in attendance. Again, it's not to judge them. It's all power to them. I mean, if the alternative is that these girls don't get to participate in sport, then by all means, whatever we can do to allow them to be able to participate, that is 100% better than them not getting a chance to participate in some athletics. It's it's all the more better that they should get be able to uh, participate and learn and get the lessons and get the the experience of playing a sport and on a team and so all the power to these schools for looking uh, for looking to find a way to get that done I know over the summer over the past few weeks I've had to deal with that as I'm looking into starting up a girls league in the New York area over the next few months, which we'll get to when things are a little more official. But so I've had to, I I know what these schools deal with and I know what it's like to have to try to find a way to incorporate everybody's, um, uh, everybody's take and everybody's views and to try to work it so that everybody, everybody wins. And this, and having a B league, having this B league, otherwise known as a skirts league is a situation where everybody wins. So let's just move on to first with girls varsity, a teams that are participating. There are in the East, there are seven teams. You have central Flatbush, Hank, Hafter, Ramaz, North Shore, and Solomon Schechter. Out in the West, you have Maya Note, Frisch, last year's champion, SAR, Hillel, Heschel, Bruria, and Kushner. As, we, as I just said, SAR defeating Flatbush in last year's championship game. Coming into the past, uh, into the season, starting off the year, Flatbush, as we just mentioned, runner, runner-ups last year, started out the year 36-34 victory over North Shore, following that up with a 39-31 win over Ramaz's past week, 18 points from Marlene Levy, putting Flatbush at the top of the Eastern Division, tied with Hank, both teams at 2-0. Hank taking a 43-17 win over Solomon Schechter, with 20 points from Daniela Ross for the win in that one, as well as a two-point win, 37-35 win over Hafter this past Thursday night. Lauren Garafi, Serena Joseph, each with eight points for the Hurricanes. Uh, We mentioned, uh, the aforementioned um, uh, North Shore team, North Shore at the bottom with Hafter at 0-2. Hard luck losers, North Shore. Both the the games they played, uh, lost to Flappers 36-34, and a loss to Central uh, last Monday. Not this past Monday, but last Monday, 42-40. So two very close losses, both two-point losses. So we look to see North Shore getting back into the running 
in the future. Hafter at 0-2 also. We mentioned Hafter's loss to Hank. Hafter also losing a game to Maya Note, which we'll get to in just a second. In the middle of the pack, Central at 1-1, Ramaz at 1-2, Solomon Schechter at 0-1. We mentioned Solomon Schechter's loss to Hank, but in the middle there, you had Ramaz with a 46-28 win over Central. You had, like I said, the central win over North Shore. I believe that covers all of the games from the East. There were two games in the cross, both of them belonging to Maya. Note, each team, um, let me just backtrack, each team in this league plays 12 games. You have, there are a couple of teams in each division you play twice, a couple you play once, and then you play two games on your cross. So Maya Note, getting both of their cross games out of the way early, defeating Hafter 29-20 to to start off the year, and last Tuesday, or two Tuesdays ago, defeating Ramaz 36-25. to Moving over to the West fully, SAR began, began their defense with a 45-23 to win over Maya Note. Following that up, uh, Maya Note was able to to rebound, to win two straight, like I said, the win over Amaz, but also a very close 27-24 win over Bruria in overtime last Thursday. That puts Maya Note at the top of the standings board in terms of wins. Yes, they're 3-1. and one. Frisch and SAR behind them at 2-0, and oh, so for all intents and purposes, they are in the driver's seat. Here, we're not going to deal with potential, the fact that they could be potentially undefeated. It's where you are that will de- determine where you are at the top of our standings. So Mayanote leading the division with a record of 3-1. and one. Frisch and SAR behind them at 2-0. and oh. Frisch defeating Brewery of 46-32, as well as a win over Heschel, 57-27. SAR, the defending champions, we said the winners over the Maya Note game back on October 26th, also taking a 48-30 win over Kushner. Hillel and Heschel uh, squared off 42-33 win for Heschel. Both teams ended up playing two weeks ago as well. Heschel with that loss to Frisch. Hillel with the win over Kushner, 42-38. So those two teams didn't doing battle with each other already. Heschel coming out with that victory. And at the bottom of the pack, Bruria at 1-2. and two. Bruria's lone win, a 46-26 win over Kushner, leaving Kushner at the bottom of the pack at 0-3. Again, we mentioned uh, the Flappish community. Flatbush and Central game this past Monday night canceled with the passing of a prominent member of the Flatbush community. One of the girls, I believe, is on the team. And so um, for that, like I said, we send our condolences out to the bereaved. Uh, as a, I officiated a hockey game in Flatbush on Monday night, and I was able to see firsthand just how affected people were by the tragedy. Surprised that more games weren't canceled, but kudos to those who found the strength and found the energy and the initiative to go out and actually play their games on Monday night. Moving ahead to the schedule for the week, this afternoon, Hillel played SAR. Tomorrow, Kushner and Heschel do battle. Hafter and Hank will meet up in an Eastern Division matchup. Hank looking to continue their unbeaten streak. Hafter looking to get off the 0-4 snide. Out West, Kushner and Maya Note will do battle on Wednesday. Also Wednesday, North Shore and Central. North Shore looking to get into the win column after those two close losses, looking to avenge the two-point loss to Central from last week. 
And next, Motzei Shabbos, Frisch and Kushner will face off. Frisch also looking to continue their unbeaten streak. Kushner looking to snap their slide. Kushner will uh, be almost at their at their midway point once this week is done. Moving over to Girls B now. Again, this is also a 12-game league for these girls. They will end up playing each team twice in home and away. The members of this team, last year's runner, the members of this league, last year's runner-up, Bruria, Ilan, Mag and David, SKA, the champion for as far back as we can remember with the court report, Shalhevet, Shari Torah, and Shalamas of Long Island as the newcomers. So uh, SKA and Bruria are perennial championship contenders starting out the year uh, with victories, SKA a 38-12 win over Shalhevet, and Bruria with a massive win over Share Torah. Bruria would also take a second win, as would SKA this past week. Uh, Bruria defeating Megan David 34-22. SKA 58-10 winners over Share Torah. Uh, Shalhevet and Shalamis would also get their seasons off the ground. Shalhevet, a 33 win over, a 33-17 win over Shalamis. So Bruria and SKA at the top of the division, both at 2-0. and oh. Shalhevet at 1-1. One and one. Ilan, yet to begin their season at 0-0. Zero and zero. Mag and David, 0-1. Oh Shalamis of Long Island, 0-1. Oh and, and Share Torah at 0-2. Oh On the week ahead... Mag and David and Shari Toro will face off. One of those two teams will get their first win, and Bruria will begin their season against Ilan. Sorry, Ilan will begin their season against Bruria. My apologies on that one. Quickly moving over now to Girls JV. So, Girls JV, last year in their championship game, we had SAR beating Frisch. So, now looking ahead to this year, the teams involved, starting out in the West, you have the champion SAR, runner-up Frisch, Mayanote, Bruria, and Westchester. And out in the East, you have Central, Hefter, Hank, North Shore, Ramaz, and Flatbush. Over the past week, or the past two weeks really, defending champion SAR, jumping out to a 1-0 record with a 44-27 win over Maya Note. They would win two more times over the week as they would dominate Westchester and then in their cross game over Hafter take away a 29-point victory to go to 3-0 and to lead the Western Division in this early part of the year. The JV League, just to note, only plays 10 games. So SIR jumping out to a 3-0 and record early is, uh, is a solid pace for them as they hit the middle heart of their year. Also getting three wins, Maya Note, three wins, and like their varsity team, three wins and one loss. Maya Note has, um, has taken wins over... Bruria. They started out the year with a 57 to 12 win over Bruria. Took out Ramaz in a cross game, 56 to 20. Also ended up with a 43 to 7 win over Bruria last week. Those were their three wins. The one loss from Mayanote we mentioned their loss to SAR. Frisch looking to get themselves back to the finals with a 2 and 0 record off the bat. Frisch winning 54 to 8 over Bruria last week and a massive win over Amaz in the cross game all uh, coming this past week. The other win was 2 weeks ago. Again, it's a little confusing because we have 2 weeks or 2 and a half weeks worth of games here. So if I say last week and it was really last it was really 2 
weeks ago, just realized that it's more just the timing than anything. Also, uh, now at the, um, also in the divi- in division, Bruria, um, a little slow start. Bruria actually halfway through their season at this point already. Unfortunately for them, with a record of one and four, having taken losses to Maya Note, Frisch, um, Maya Note twice actually, and a loss to North Shore, fifty-four to twenty-nine in a cross-conference game. Their one win, the one win for Bruria so far, was a 38-9 win over Westchester this past Monday night. Westchester at the bottom of the division at 0-3, still looking for their first victory, also taking a very lopsided loss to North Shore to begin their year. Speaking of North Shore, North Shore at the East with a 3-0 and record. The only team in the East to not have a loss at this point. North Shore, 41-32 winners over Flatbush to start the year. That massive win over Westchester uh, the night after. And also taking a, that win, the 54-29 win over Bruria last Wednesday, to put themselves out to a 3-0 and record. Behind them, Ramaz at 2-2. Two and two. Ramaz with a two-point win over Central, 32-30, followed up by a 30-28 win over Flatbush this past week. The Falcons losing despite Marcy Ashier's 14 points and a chance to win at the buzzer that just fell short. So, Ramaz with those two wins, taking losses though to Maya Note, 56 to 20 loss to Maya Note, and a the massive loss to Frisch. So Ramaz getting their cross conference foes out of the way. Um, also, we mentioned we mentioned Flatbush. Flatbush part of a trio of one win teams. Hafter, Flatbush, and Central. Hafter one and one after a win over a 54 to 29 win over Central but also taking the 50-21 to 21 loss to SAR that we mentioned earlier. Flatbush uh, falling to 1-2. and two. Flatbush started out the year with the loss to North Shore, and we mentioned the loss to Ramaz, sandwiched in between the 30-22 to 22 win over Central. So Flatbush at 1-2. and two. Central, though, right behind them at 1-3. and three. Central's lone win on the year came, a 40, came at the hands of Hank, 47-40. to 40. The Hurricanes losing that despite 22 points from Miriam Reitano. Uh Other than that, though, not good news for Central. Two-point loss to Ramaz, the uh, 25-point loss to Hafter, and um, also a 30-22 win. Uh, sorry, 30-22 loss to Flatbush uh, last Monday. Rounding out the pack was Hank. At O N one, as we said, with that loss to Central last week. Looking at the week ahead, tomorrow Central will host Hafter, so one of those teams will get their second win on the year. Frisch and Westchester will meet up on Tuesday night. Double double header of getting, let's just say, two games on Wednesday night. North Shore and Central. North Shore looking to keep their record undefeated. Um, and as well, Bruria and SAR, SAR looking to keep their record undefeated as well. Thursday night, Ramaz and North Shore will do battle, and next Saturday night, a game that was postponed from last night, Flatbush and Hank will square off in Flatbush. 
You are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Once again, we are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. All right, let's move ahead to basketball now. We're going to start off with varsity basketball. I gave you the rundown for varsity basketball last week. I gave you the team rundown. Again, each team playing 14 games, 12 games within their division, two games on the cross. We'll get to uh, the week in the Yeshiva League action in just a moment, but I want to touch on the 2017 Cooper National Invitational Basketball Tournament from down in Memphis. Um, As somebody who's been to this event, it is massively entertaining. It is great. They put together a phenomenal week of basketball, and and a small but growing community in Memphis. Very proud of their basketball, very proud of their tournament, and uh, they're a great group of people. If you ever get the chance to go down there, it is basketball, basketball, basketball. It is a phenomenal event. Josh Kahane and his staff put on what is what anybody can consider to be a top-notch event, and this year was no different. I guess the only thing different about this year is that uh, little lack of Yeshiva League dominance, which we'll get to. I'll give you the numbers in just a few moments. Um, But we had, I believe we had five Yeshiva League teams participating this year. We had Mag and David, who uh, won the Mag and David tournament, their own Mag and David tournament, earlier on in the preseason, uh, which we haven't gotten a chance to get to. Um, I guess if it, you know, I guess we can recap that. Uh, at some point, but uh, it was before the show really got started and sticking with really wanting to get through the regular season. I'll just point out Mag and David defeating Frisch in the championship. Sort of, uh, I guess you consider that to be an upset. Frisch considered to be the top dog in the Yeshiva League coming in this year, losing to Mag and David in that one. So was it a matter of just, you know, being in Mag and David for that, or is that a sign of things to come after Mag and David's JV team winning the championship last year, saying, "Hey, we're really here." Because two years ago, if you remember, in the semifinals in the JV in the JV semifinals, Frisch, you know, Mag and David and Frisch going when Mag and David went into Frisch, Frisch dominated on their uh, road to their second straight of two championships. Um, Mag and David, North Shore, uh, DRS. Hafter, and RTMA Thunder, uh, also known as JEC. So that's five Yeshiva League teams that participated. The way they do it is they have everybody uh, seated 1 to 16 on day one. If you win your day one game, you go to the tier one bracket. If you lose your day one game, you go to tier two. Speaking of brackets, they do this really interesting uh, bracket challenge, uh, this fun bracket challenge. I know obviously it's done for this year, but if you get the chance to next year get involved, it makes the event all the more special. Going down through the list of games that the Shiva League teams played on day one, Hafter started out the tournament with a 51-40 win over the Sheck Hillel Lions. Hafter, the 7 seed, beating up on the 10 seed. Following them up, DRS taking a 61-41 win over the uh, Heat of Montreal Hebrew Academy. The number one seed, Millican Wildcats from Los Angeles, California, or uh, I believe from Los Angeles, California, uh, took a win over Fasman. Uh, that not a Yeshiva League game, just listing the results for that one because that's important later on, 61-43. to Two other Yeshiva League games, the number 9 seed, the North Shore Stars, upsetting the number 8 seed, Poznak Rams, 44-42. to 
at the buzzer with 19 points from Michael Tsor in the win. Uh, Michael Tsor, who we mentioned last week, transfer from Hank over to North Shore. So that being his first uh, his first action for, um, for, for North Shore last week, this being his first Cooper tournament action. After that, Mag and David uh, starting out with a win, 17 points from Raymond Jajati to take a 21-point victory over the De Toledo Jaguars. And rounding out the Yeshiva League slate, the only Yeshiva League team to lose on day one, JEC, dropping to the Rochelle Zell Jewish High School Tigers. Jacob Winters leading the Thunder of 20 points in the 67-37 to loss. Other winners on day one, I mentioned Milliken, the number two seed Valatora Wolfpack taking a win. Uh, the Eula Panthers dropping the hometown Cooper Max. That would set up a day two for uh, four Yeshiva League teams in Tier 1 and one Yeshiva League team in Tier 2. For the one Yeshiva League team uh, in Tier 2, not a happy day two. JEC dropping the first game of the day, a 21-point loss to Poznak, despite Aaron Heller's 20 points for the Thunder. Hafter would take a loss to Valley Torah, uh, the two seed versus a seven seed in Tier One, uh, a fifty-nine to thirty-four loss. Ryan Terrell, twenty-five points, leading the way for the Wolfpack. Harrison Koritsky with eleven for Hafter. Mag and David Eula, a very very heavily uh, pushed game of the day. Mag and David taking a forty-two to forty victory. Stephen Mizrahi, the high scorer for the Warriors on the. Uh, on the afternoon. North Shore Stars would end up dropping their game against the number one seed Milliken Wildcats, 67-33, to despite 22 points from Soar. So Soar really jumping out and leading them. I believe in the three games they've played, the one Yeshiva League game from last week and these two, he is the highest score for all of them. So we realize that, so it's time to realize, Michael Soar is going to be one of the heavily impacted uh one of those teams that one of those players that have a heavy impact on the league this year as a junior. Other Yeshiva League uh, games, pl- or other teams involving other games involving Yeshiva League teams, the Wildcats of DRS taking out Rochelle Zell, sixty to forty-one behind Gabriel Khan's twenty-three points. So that was the Yeshiva League turnout for the for that af- uh, sorry for that afternoon. Looking uh, to day three, the Saturday night, always uh, a hot ticket. Always the night where something really interesting happens. And if you're a Yeshiva League team, though, Saturday night, not a fun night for you. Unless you were in tier, unless you were in a consolation game. But the two teams that won their Friday games from the Yeshiva League, done. Mag and David taking a loss, DRS taking a loss. Not a great night for them. DRS losing to the Valatora Wolfpack, 62-52. to uh, Ryan Terrell leading the Wolfpack. DRS led by Josh Hurt with 16 points. And the number one seeded Milliken Wildcats taking out Mag and David, 79-58, to despite Albert Nasiri's 13 points. Other Yeshiva League action for Saturday night. In the Consolation Series, North Shore defeated Eula 56-55. Michael Soar, once again, uh, with the lead, 25 points. 
Hafter losing to uh, Rochelle Zell, 56-54, making that the third team that Rochelle Zell has played, played that, after, that, in, um, that weekend from the Yeshiva League. Um, so that would put both of those teams into, con- into higher consolation games for Sunday, which we'll get to in a second. I already mentioned the Tier 1 uh, the tier one finals and semifinals, tier two, the semifinals, uh, had the Cooper Max upsetting the CES JDS Lions, and uh, the other semifinal had Posnak upsetting the Sheck Hilla Lions 69 to 30. Well, not upsetting, but defeating the Sheck, Sheck Lions 69 to 32. JEC would end up losing their tier two game to the De Toledo Jaguars, 58-42. to So that set up a very interesting Sunday uh, for the Cooper. Just to throw some notes at you here, some, some just a little bit of tidbits. The event, with DRS and Mag and David losing in the Tier 1 and not having a Tier 2, um, well, first going with that, with Mag and David and DRS losing on Saturday night, this would be the first time since 2011 that the Tier 1 Championship in Cooper did not feature a Yeshiva League team, as well as the first time since 2008 that a Yeshiva League team was not... Oh, sorry, I, well, also, first time since 2013, the Yeshiva League team did not walk away with the Tier 1 Championship. 2011, that the Tier 1 Championship did not feature a Yeshiva League team, as well as the first time since 2008, simply because I said not only Tier 1, but because none of the Yeshiva League teams were in the Tier 2 uh, setup. The first time since 2008 that the Yeshiva League team was not in competition for either a Tier 1 or Tier 2 Championship. Uh, as I said, Mag and David and DRS, the two would play that Sunday afternoon, and uh, that the winner that one would go uh, as the consolation game. That one would go to Mag and David. So Mag and David really stepping their game up in the early season. Mag and David taking the 58 to 50 win. Stephen Mizrahi 15 points for the Warriors, but the the game would really belong to Gideon Valensky with 30. On the afternoon, Valensky looking to double down on last year's successful year en route to hopefully a championship. But now this marking the second time in the past two weeks that Mag and David has gotten the better of the DRS Wildcats. So we see how the Tier 1 Consolation game uh, played out. It would the, the talk of the afternoon, though, would be the Tier 1 championship. And more for the fact of what happened after... The fourth quarter, the fourth quarter buzzer, more than what happened before. Despite the fact that um, the number one and two seeds, uh, they, they did a really good job with seeding this year. I think seeding was phenomenal. They got, I think they got everything that they that they were expecting out of it. Um, number one seed Milliken, number two seed Valitor Wolf Wolfpack, you know, California Dreamin' between the two. And Valley Torah able to battle back from an eight-point halftime deficit against Milliken to tie the game and send it to overtime. Now, in the overtime session, uh, again, Cooper, much like the Yeshiva League, much like Saracek, no shot clock. So teams uh, took a page out of Frisch with their 
Sarachek tournament a couple of years back where in the championship game they ended up facing Hafter. They won the tip held the ball for the entire period. What it does is it forces the team to figure to either play defense or foul, sending you to the line for for guaranteed shot at points. But if they're not going to foul, they're not going to come out and play defense, it allows you to hold the ball literally the entire quarter. And so the team that tips basically is the only one that gets a shot at the bucket. And so this went for three overtimes where there was literally one shot or maybe two shots in each overtime, and no scoring. So the score stayed 58-58, to 58, literally the entire three overtimes, until we got to a fourth overtime, where finally um, we had a Nadiv Altit three-pointer at the buzzer, being the difference, giving the Wolfpack their first ever tournament title, upsetting Milliken. Uh, score was 61-58. to 58. Uh, Ryan Terrell, though, the real story of the afternoon, netting 41 of the 61 Valitora points uh, en route to their victory, 41 of their 61. So Terrell really putting himself out there as the early season favorite for a Jewish Hoops America award. So congratulations to Valitora on their victory. Closer to home, though, let's start off with uh, week two of the Yeshiva League season. And we'll start off with those very same DRS Wildcats. DRS return home to face two Brooklyn teams to avenge their loss to their uh, last one in Mag and David, taking wins over Shari Toro, 70-50, and a uh, uh, very lopsided victory over Derek Hattora in the Shari game. Gavriel Khan led DRS with 18 points. Josh Hurt added 16. Those two teams actually faced early on in the week, Derek Hattora and Shari Tora, with Shari Tora getting their first win on the season. 61-44, to 44, pushing Derek Hattori now to 0-5 with that DRS loss. Other action on the week, the Birds of Prey battle. Uh, ironic that you get Rambam Flatbush and Rambam Hafter in one week, but uh, definitely lends itself to a theme that is really, really appropriate. So in the first uh, matchup of the Birds of, battle, Birds of Prey battles, you had Rambam and Flatbush, the Ravens and the Falcons. In battle number one, Rambam erased a 15-point deficit behind 10 Eli Hanukkah threes, the biggest of which came at the fourth quarter buzzer to tie the game. In the extra session, the Ravens splits the Falcons, holding them scoreless for the entire period and hitting 13 points of their own to take the victory. Hanukkah's 30 led the game for Rambam's second win on the year. Uh, in battle number two, between the Ravens and the Hafter Hawks, the Ravens up five at the half, hold Hafter scoreless for the first five minutes of the third, outscoring the Hawks 11-4 to in the period for a 12-point lead paced by the play of Aaron Azos. Hafter had trouble all night keeping up with Rambam's speed and height and could never recover as Rambam walked away with a 45-32 to victory. So Rambam, now 3-0 and on the year. Hafter, just back from the tournament, now 1-3 and three after taking a loss last night to Mag and David, 75-43. to 43. The Warriors jumped out early and won this game handily. Michael Natkin with 18 points, Teddy Shama and Albert Nasiri, each with 14. Also on the week, YDE moves to 3-0, and 
defeating Solomon Schechter 74-38. That would be Solomon Schechter's second loss on the week, having also lost earlier in the week to Hillel 72-65 in a cross-conference battle. Morris Tobias with 28 for Hillel, who picks up their first win of the season. Jacob Israeli scored 22 for Solomon Schechter in the loss. Hillel would try to make it two in a row, could not get it done with a 10-point loss to Heschel 57-47 on Thursday night. Earlier in the week, TABC picked up two big victories, a 64-39 win over Kushner, Avi Proctor with 19 in the win for the Storm, pushing Kushner down to 1-2. and two. Just a year after they started out 6-0, and oh, Kushner now looking just to try to get back to the 500 mark. TABC would also defeat Ramaz 62-57, handing Ramaz their first loss. Only other matchup on the week, JEC returning from, uh, from Cooper, not having much luck against the boys from Waterbury, the Wolfpack, defeating JEC 64-41 to to pull themselves to one game below 500 at 2-3. and three. Looking at the week ahead uh, this afternoon, Hillel hosted MTA and North Shore hosted Waterbury. Tomorrow, a double, uh, double matchup. Share and Hank will square off at 11.30. North Shore hosts Solomon Schechter, so North Shore playing two days in a row. Tuesday, DRS will meet up with Rambam in a good old Woodmere-Lawrence matchup. Wednesday, we'll see Ramaz and Heschel, Hillel and Waterbury, uh, with Waterbury hosting. So Waterbury jumping out to the halfway point of their season very quickly. Frisch will host YDE on Thursday, Rambam hosting North Shore. Flatbush hosting Derek Hatora. Next Sunday, a trio of games, Heschel TABC, Frisch Ramaz, and MTA versus Hank. As far as standing goes, in the East, YDE and Rambam at 3-0, Megan David and DRS at 2-0, Flatbush at 2-2, Hank and Norshore at 1-1, Shari at 1-2, Hafter 1-3, Derek Hatora, Solomon Schechter at 0-5. Western Division, SAR undefeated at 3-0, TABC at 3-1 after a 2-0 week. Frisch and Heschel both at 2-0. Ramaz at 2-1. Waterbury at 2-3. Kushner and Hillel both at 1-2. JEC at MTA rounding out the division at 0-2. Moving over to JV Ball very quickly. Uh... In the East this week, Hafter started out the uh, week with a 66-42 win over Hank and followed that up with a 46-44 win over Mag and David last night to push themselves out to 4-0, two games in the win column ahead of the next closest team in the division, that being Flatbush, who took their first two wins on the year this past week as well, a 49-29 win over Rambam and a 58-14 win over Ezra. The only game to not include either of those two teams, a YDE over North Shore, 52-47 YDE win. In the East, Hafter at 4-0, Flatbush at 2-1, DRS and Shari Torah, neither of whom played this week, both at 1-0, Mag and David at Hank at 1-1, along with YDE at 1-1 now, North Shore at 1-2, Rambam and Ezra both still searching for their first win at 0-2 and 0-4, respectively. Out in the West, Five games on the week. TABC won two of them, dropping Kushner 70 to 40, and then Ramaz 57 to 42 to keep their record spotless at 3 and 0. Also on the week, JEC kept themselves spotless at 2 and 0 with a 51-29 win over Westchester, and Heschel dropped Hillel 46 to 32. Finally, we have a our classic matchup. I would say both of these teams were. Uh, 
were uh, finalists for two years. So the fact that we have this game this early in the season makes for a really interesting matchup that could shape the landscape for the rest of the year. We told you about SAR's winless streak. Would they be able to keep it? Go, sorry, sorry, winning streak. Would they be able to keep it going into Frisch in a marquee matchup? Frisch opened up a 13 to one lead in the first four minutes of the game. The Sting would be held to three points in the first quarter, but looked to have cleared uh, cleared that and closed the gap. As with five minutes to go in the second, SAR had cut the score to 17-11. But two straight Max Zakheim threes and several SAR turnovers would spark a 16-4 Frisch run punctuated at the second-half buzzer with back-to-back threes by Zakheim and David Cohen for a 33-15 halftime score, crushing the hopes of the SAR faithful. The Cougars would extend the lead into the, into the 20s in the second half as the Cougars cruised to a solid victory over their arch-nemesis, continuing their dominance over the last few years and ending SAR's undefeated streak on the year, 65-49 to in the West. Now, Frisch and TABC undefeated at 3-0. JEC and Heschel at 2-0. SAR drops to 1-1 along with Kushner. Ramaz at 1-2. MTA still has not played a game yet this year, but we'll start that uh, over the next couple of days. Hillel at 0-2. Maor at 0-2. And Westchester at 0-4. Believe there was a Maor Heschel game last night. I do not have the score for that at this point. Uh, on the week, SAR and Ramaz played today, as well as Hillel and Westchester. Heschel and SAR play tomorrow, as well as Flatbush and Hafter, and TABC and Maor. Tuesday, DRS and Hank, North Shore YDE, Ezra and Rambam. Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll see Ramaz and Heschel. Thursday, we'll have Flatbush hosting Mag and David. Saturday, we'll see Kushner, Maor, Rambam, sorry, Rambam, YDE, and SAR opening up MTA's season. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Moving over to hockey. We'll start out in varsity hockey while we still have some time left on the show. A very interesting week, especially out west, where we had our first real big matchup of the regular season, the uh, coming together of SAR and Frisch, taking you back to last year. SAR and Frisch splitting their two regular season games on each other's home courts, making a huge difference as to who went where in the playoffs with SAR taking uh, ended up taking second fiddle, having to go on the road to DRS, losing to DRS and DRS in the semifinals. Frisch making it to the championship, getting their shot before falling to DRS. But the difference between one game in the uh, you know in the series can lead to a whole different world of possibilities. And uh, so these games are essentially important. Uh, SAR though really taking it to Frisch to start out. Six goals in the first two periods. I believe it was four different, uh, four, five different, five different SAR players, each scoring goals in the first period, in the first two periods. Frisch would uh, put together a three, a three goal third, but not be nearly enough as SAR went on to the seven to three victory, firing the first salvo in the battle between the two. Frisch would rebound later on in the week with a seven nothing blanking of Ramaz in Frisch. Four goals for Maury Bauer uh, in the victory. So that being the case, I believe Frisch has actually finished their their games with Ramaz. It was a one nothing game in Ramaz. 
last week and now this week Frisch taking a 7 nothing win to uh, rebound from that loss to SAR. Only two other games on the week for, that were fully in the West. Both of them involved Westchester. MTA drubbing Westchester 16-3. to Hillel taking a 7-2 to win for, I believe that was for their first win on the year. Uh, Hillel would take another game a little later on uh, in the week with a cross game against Share Torah taking a 6-3 win. Michael Ancona with five goals for Hillel in the victory. Two other cross games were played. Ramaz, that game against Frisch, was their second loss on the week. Also took a 6-4 loss to Rambam in Rambam. Rambam really surprising people with their early season success, taking a couple of victories over teams that they may not have been expecting to. Ramaz especially. Uh, Jacob Corman, Ethan Sullivan, and Benny Schillag each scoring twice for the Ravens. Matthew Gerwich with two for the Rams in the losing effort. Rambam jumping out to a 4-0 record atop the East with a 3-0 win over YDE this past Wednesday night. Joining them, the DRS Wildcats. If you woke up on uh, Wednesday morning, you saw that, that DRS had two wins, and then you woke up on Thursday morning, and you're looking at the standings and be like, wait, how did they get four in just one night? Well, it's exactly as strange as it seems. DRS played a varsity doubleheader. On Wednesday night, they defeated Char- uh, Solomon Schechter 7-0 and then seeded their first goal on the year in a 12-1 win over Share Torah. Um, it's a product of the scheduling in the league. Sometimes there's just really not enough time to get everybody in, especially with everybody's um, everybody's schedules. and It's a whole jigsaw puzzle. So this was more out of necessity than anything else. Uh, got two games done in one night. DRS out to a 4-0 and record. Other games played on the week. A cross game we mentioned. We mentioned the Hillel cross game with the win over Share Torah. Share Torah uh, taking another loss on the week, facing YDE. Ten uh, nothing loss. YDE broke a three nothing game wide open in the third for their first win on the year. Also playing this week, Flatbush, a six two three win over North Shore. Flatbush took a 4-1 lead, but North Shore scored two straight to cut the lead to one. Late in the third, though, the Falcons would extend the lead on a, uh, on a, and with a Momo Goldman empty netter, uh, his fourth on the game would cap it off for the 6-3 victory. Flatbush would uh, double down on that win with a win over YDE last night. Steven Sutton and Momo Goldman got Flatbush on the board early, but Edward Chicala would net two to tie the game up going into the third period. In the final frame, Flatbush erupted with three goals, one by Sutton uh, to take the lead, one by Rafi Nemet for insurance, and one with Goldman, one by Goldman with two seconds left to, to ice the game for the 5-2 Flatbush win. So, DRS and Rambam, as we mentioned, at the top of the Eastern standings at 4-0. Flatbush right behind them at 3-0-0-1. Uh, all three of those teams with two wins on the week. Behind them, Hafter uh, saying undefeated at 2-0 after defeating Hank 3-1 this past week. Scoreless into the third. Hafter exploded for three goals, two by Abe Goldman and a Zach Pearl score that broke the 0-0 tie. Jacob Schwartzman put home a Hootie Silverman pass with 30 seconds left, but too little too late for the Hurricanes. Solomon Schechter 
behind Hafter with two points at one and one, and then a string of one and three teams: YDE at one and three, Hank at one and three, Mag and David at one and three. After a three-two loss to JEC this week, JEC's Alicia Schmutter, Sammy Simcha, and Elia Ukrainchuk with goals to take a three-nothing lead for JEC. Magan scored twice, two goals by Albert Hedoff in the last four minutes to make the game interesting, but the Thunder were able to hold them off for the victory. North Shore also still at one and th- also at one and three now, and Share Tora with an zero and three week now at zero and five. Moving over to the West, SAR and MTA undefeated, both with wins on the week at 3-0. Frisch at 3-1 with all three of those teams with six points. Hillel and JEC at uh, four points. Hillel going 2-0 on the week for a 2-1 record. JEC going 1-0 for a 2-2 record. TABC and Kushner, the only teams to not be in action this week, Tied with Ramaz with one win, TABC at 1-0, Kushner at 1-2. Ramaz, with the meat of their schedule being played at 1-4, going to need to start picking up wins soon if they want to get themselves into the talk for the playoffs. And Westchester rounding out the division at 0-5. Looking at the week ahead, Hafter and Frisch faced off today in the first of two major cross-rival bat- uh, cross-conference battles. We'll have that result for you next week right here on the Court Report. Also playing today, TABC hosted Hillel. Tomorrow, a couple of, uh, I think there are six, looks like six games, Kushner and Solomon Schechter will do battle. DRS hosts North Shore. Hafter and Mag and David square off. MTA and JEC will face YDE and Hillel and Westchester hosting Share Torah. On Wednesday, Share Torah will host Mag and David. Thursday, four games on the slate. Kushner hosting JEC in their usual grudge match. Ramaz and North Shore will do battle in Ramaz's second cross-conference game. SAR and Rambam, which in the past was a heavily touted game, again, those two facing three years ago, in the JV Championship game last year. SAR really taking it to Rambam with an 8-3 uh, quarterfinal victory. And the re- last remaining members from that championship team, uh, from those championship that game from those championship teams, will face off this coming Thursday night. SAR and Rambam, both teams undefeated. One of those teams will walk out of the SAR hive with a loss. And Thursday night, YDE will face Solomon Schechters. Next Saturday night, MTA and Ramaz square off, and then SAR and TABC. So SAR really getting to the heart of their schedule early. If they go through this this stretch undefeated, they could be in for a massive, massive lead on the rest of their division. Moving over to JV now. JV, I don't know if I went fully through this last week. JV is a 10-game season. I definitely mentioned the teams. Um, There were only four games that got played on the week. The one game that did not get played, uh, Frisch and Ramaz this past Wednesday night, um, due to a death of one of the brothers of a Ramaz team uh, member. Again, to, to his family, to him. Uh, we, we wish only Simchus in the future, and we send our condolences out to the loved ones and the Ramaz family. No games in the West this week, so let's just take you through a rundown of the standings. SAR with four points at 2-0. Kushner and MTA, both of them tied at Kushner with a 1-0-1 record. MTA with at 1-1-1. Frisch, TABC, and JEC all with two points. All at 1-0, and, oh, and Ramaz at 0-2. Oh 
Over in the East, the four games went as follows. Uh, all of them combined high-scoring games. Rambam, a 10-1 win over Hank. Hafter, a 15-1 win over Hank. Rambam, a 14-2 win over YDE. The one game of those four games that was high-scoring, that was high scoring, that went both ways, really, North Shore and Flappers. The two teams combined for 17 goals. With two players combining for 12 of them. I got the chance to ref that game. Uh... North Shore jumping out to a big lead early. Flatbush cutting into it, getting as close as three goals, but not able to get any closer. North Shore taking the 10-7 to victory over Flatbush. North Shore's uh, Charles Gressis, we mentioned him last week as the catalyst in uh, their win over Hafter, their surprising win over Hafter to start out the year. Gressis with seven goals in the game. Flatbush's Jerry Sabag with five in the loss. Looking at the standings, Rambam with their two wins on the week moved to 3-0. and So Rambam at the top of the JV and Varsity leaderboards. So Rambam at 3-0 and with six points. North Shore right behind going 1-0 this week with a 2-1 and record and four points. DRS, Mag and David and Hafter each at two points. DRS at 1-0. and Hafter at 1-1. and Mag and David at 1-2. and Flatbush, Hank and YDE all looking for their first wins. Flatbush at 0-2. And Hank and YDE at 0-3. Looking at the week ahead, uh, again, we mentioned... Uh, Oh, not that we mentioned, but MTA faced North Shore late this afternoon. YDE played Flatbush in a Brooklyn rivalry game. Tomorrow, DRS will host North Shore, so North Shore playing two days in a row. MTA and TABC will do battle Tuesday. Wednesday features Hafter and Ramaz. And then Thursday and Saturday, JEC is on the road. Thursday will be at Mag and David. Saturday night will be at Kushner in their uh, rivalry series. Now time to unveil the first rankings for the 2017-2018 Yeshiva League hockey season. Starting out with the varsity. The number one uh, rank goes to the DRS Wildcats. Behind them, SAR at number two. Frisch at number three. TABC at four. Hefter at five. Rambam at six. Ramaz at seven. Hank at eight. MTA nine. Kushner ten. JEC eleven. North Shore twelve. Mag and David thirteen. Flatbush fourteen. Solomon Schechter fifteen. Hillel at sixteen. YDE at seventeen. Sharay eighteen. And Westchester rounding it out at nineteen. Moving over to JV, TABC. Still taking the one spot. Frisch and DRS right behind them at two and three. Kushner at number four. Hafter at five, getting on the winning ways with their win over Hank this past week. SAR at six. Rambam at seven. North Shore at eight. MTA at nine. JEC at ten. Mag and David at eleven. Flopush at twelve. Ramaz at thirteen. Hank and fourteen. YDE at fifteen. Some might find it surprising that you have a team like Rambam, who is at the top of the Eastern Conference, but halfway down the rankings list because they're getting wins, but they got to find wins against tough opponents that won't come this week as they don't play this week. But over the next few weeks, once they start hitting their schedule, I'm sure that the rankings and the, uh, and the standings will match up more and more. Well, that about does it for another great week in Yeshiva League Sports. Thank you again to everybody for listening in. Uh, looking forward to another great show next week. 
If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jamie in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718 769 41 For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. Remember, folks, it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com